Yes, 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 yes. What up, everyone? Welcome again to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Nikki. Saludo, mi gente. Welcome back. Welcome back, mi amigos. Welcome back. How you been, bro? Better than most. Better than most? That's, that's that's my answer every time somebody asks me that question. <laughs> mine, mine's during high school. You it was like could have been better. How's your day going? Could have been better. You just sound like you're just complaining. At no, that but point. It's like how could it have been better? But I you do like the stupidest thing. I'm like, you know, the lunch lady that she gives you two mil- one milk for your lunch. I wish she gave me two. Like, like simple stuff just would have made the whole day better. Just sound, to be nasty. Sound like a, no. You mm-hmm. sound like a like a teenage version of that. What was it that Eeyore? <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much what that is. That's the answer for Igor. Yes. Yes. All right, guys. Let's let's get into some topics. Let's go right into it. Uh we'll get into the bigger stuff in, in just a minute, but let's start with the lighter news and lighter uh more movie announcements. So we got to see the teaser or new TV show. We got to see the teaser of the Netflix live action of Cowboy Bebop with uh John Cho as Spike. And I loved every second of it. It was, and what's great, what what I liked about it was that one, all this was just a glimpse of the characters that they're portraying based on the anime. But none of the uh, scenes that they use apparently are not in the show at all. So this was just created for the teaser alone. Um, see, but wait, who would think that's like? It seemed like it was obvious. Like that would have to be the teaser trailer or the in, like the intro of the movie. Like there's nothing in that scene that makes me think that that was gonna be like a normal scene in the movie, unless it was like a montage of like, you know, like a work like a like a move like a workout movie montage. You know, yeah. Like training, because does that does not seem like a normal scene in the movie. No, like they jump scene to scene to scene to scene. Like yeah, that. that's that's time. No, that's but the time that you're trying to show in one angle shot. Yeah, no, but apparently shot. the scenes that they showed in it are not. In the show, no, which is good. I think that's which, bad. which is I like because then it just one it gives you appreciation of how much the creators of the live action gave respect to the anime, and two they're giving you something of like what it's going to be like instead of giving you that so you don't know what the actual true story or how they're going to handle the episodes how how close to the episode they're going to do what parts because usually the, I know that either they're going to do like the full story. Or if they're going to do a condensed version, which means there's going to be smaller uh, sub-stories or story arcs or little moments here and there that might have to get cut out because of that purpose. But just the visual effects on it and just how Mustafa was um, jet black and everything else, it was like, ugh. it was it was great. I really like, wish I could have. I, I, I wish I had the appreciation like you and other people that I know have for this because it's not that I dislike it. It's just that I don't. I don't know the original material. I don't know the yeah. source material like that. Like I now I want to watch it just so I can enjoy it like everybody else. Because right now I just feel like a kind of like a douchebag. Just be like, yeah, that was cool, but I don't know what the original source material was. No, but you could you could also base your 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 opinion based off what you saw so far. No, I I could judge it like a brand new source, like a brand new movie show, like you've like never a seen TV show, yeah. You have and no, based no, on okay. that, it's amazing. You know, I like that they're they're paying homage to something a lot older uh, of way of filmmaking. Um, I like the fact that you know the characters have a very cool, unique look. Every, I mean, except for the except for except for the female character, I I know the other Faye? two actors. Oh, okay, right, and 
what I like about act, what I like about in a good performance and an active performance is when you can't tell that that's who that is. You know what I'm saying? Like you can look at that like, wait, is that this guy? Like when you cannot see the actor anymore, you just see the character. Yeah. And that's how I saw those two ca- those two actors in, the, in that role. As far as the two male the male, the two male actors in it. Yeah, but the, especially the main the girl that plays Faith, uh, Daniela Haneda. Mm-hmm. She was in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, and she's been in and. Uh, Dominion. She had two roles in it, so no, I, that's cool. I just, I get maybe those those are not two materials I know like that, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't know the actress like that, but I know those two actors like Mustafa that. Mustafa and John Cho, exactly. Yeah. And in neither one of them look like the actor. That's yeah. what I like about it. Like they, he looks super skinny, and which which and like very uh, lanky. Yeah, which Spike was. He was very he like. I think they 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 altered his run. When they tr- when they open the opening trailer, the altered is wrong, because I guess in the a- in the anime he had he has very long legs, so his stride was a lot bigger, so they try to make his stride bigger to almost compensate to how the comic was, to close to the comic that he can. So he had a long okay. So real quick, this sounds I feel like this it's, sounds ridiculous. So he had long legs and long skinny legs, but he didn't. He wasn't a tall character. He was a tall character, but he was a I guess he. He was a tall character, but he had more legs than than body. Body, uh, slightly longer legs. And I think that's why they, if you noticed in the trailer, like they didn't really show, like you said, when he was running, they didn't show his legs. When he did specific moves, they did, and in those moves, because I, I guess they made it made his legs look longer than they really are. Which yeah, I'm guessing. Is, or the angle that they did it, they just made it yeah extend it. They needed to put him in super skinny jeans. Yeah, camera, camera, camera magic. Because I, honestly, I've never seen that actor as being chunky or anything like that. So the fact that he's in that role and he's skinnier than that and he looks completely different, it's crazy. Yeah. And he's, how tall is he? He's 5'10", so he's he's pretty tall. Like average. Average tall height. That's like, he's always been an average height, average, you know, weight kind of guy. So it's weird that now he looks so much different just because he lost. I wonder how much weight he lost from that. I don't know, but he looks a lot skinnier. A lot skinnier. Yeah. To the point where, obviously, he doesn't look like his, the norm, his normal self. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's coming out next month, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so let's keep a lookout for that. Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. I'm sure anybody who knows that, that uh, the anime knows, they have that marked in their book. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then next was um, the trailer for uh, Scream, the new one. Scream 5. What is it, Scream 5? Yeah, I believe so. Because you have 1, 2, 3, and then 4 was when they tried to bring it back. Yeah, so Scream 5. I don't know. As weird as it sounds, I kind of... um, Because, I mean, you would think at this point, you hear Scream, you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm just hoping that they take it in a route that's completely something different. Yeah. Because I mean, so far the trailer—I don't know what it is about the trailer. The, the trailer, the trailer gave me like first the first movie feels as the opening with, Der- it with, felt with Drew very, Barrymore. Yeah, because you know it's funny as it sounds. The first movie felt brutal. Like the other ones felt more cartoony, Com- comic-y. comic-y in the way yeah. they did things. But the first one always felt because people forget the fact that the very first victim in the in the in the series was uh, disemboweled. Yeah. I mean, you think scream, you just think somebody who gets stabbed randomly, Slice whatever. And that's yeah, it. that's it. 
But no, the first victim literally was not Drew Barrymore. It was uh, her boyfriend at the time, whoever she was dating. And she oh, that he up, kill, yeah, he, he was disemboweled in the chair. Yeah. You saw his guts come out. So that was graphic. And, you know, and you, people don't think people don't associate that with the original screen. But that was that was the first scene. <laughs> that was the first victim. So <clears throat> this feels very brutal. Even though you don't see anything in the trailer, this feels a lot more brutal. Um. I'll I'll just gonna give my my well, my uh, what do you what would you call it uh, predictions prediction it's not a prediction it's more of a hope because prediction means I definitely think this was gonna happen this is more of a I wish this was the storyline they went with yeah I don't think they would do it because we tend to especially here in the U S we tend to idolize certain people and then you know if we change that character in any kind of way. Oh, I think I know where you're going with. Yeah, it. It, it it wouldn't go. People, it wouldn't go well with the. With the it's funny because we watch Korean movies, watch movies from all these other countries where they do that stuff, and we're like, we love it. But then here, you know, if we have a character we idolize, we tend to put them on such a pedestal that if we see them in any other light, you know, people yeah. tend to freak out. But anyways, going, giving all this disclaimer. Anyways, I hope it's Dewey. You hope it's Dewey. I hope Dewey freaking just lost it after all these years of being that good guy. Trying to stop all this stuff, I I, I just wanted to flip out, <laughs> and him being like, I, I I just can't take it anymore. Yeah, I, so, something different. It would be so weird because even even me saying it, it would just come off like, what? Yeah, like I want that. I want that kind of like reveal. But if, all right, if they're gonna do that, they're gonna have to give him a proper like transition. Like they can't just have him come out of nowhere, and at the end he'd just be the killer with like, with no backstory of what happened since from the last one to this one. But, I mean, you could you could write it up any which way you want. You could show like, let's say, uh, Sidney Campbell is like doing well or whatever, you know, wherever she's at, and his ex is like doing well. Like everybody's ready, kind of moving on, and he's kind of suffering because remember, I think it was the first and the second one he sustained nerve damage and all these different things. So like. You know, he has suffered, and I feel like sometimes he suffered a lot more than other people, and it could also be, like, one of the people, maybe they show a different victim that he had that was, he just kind of pushed him over the edge. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know. It was just, or maybe it was a twist. Maybe the the people, like, we start finding out all the the people that he's killing. Yeah. Like, we're thinking they're just regular victims, like normal, but then we start finding out all of them have, like, this background like he plays uh dexter on it <laughs> like he uses the scream kind of moniker to kill potential serial killers mm. i don't think it's gonna go that far no, no. you know no. why it's not gonna go that far because they already announced in the trailer everybody who is kind of being tortured or, guess, or right? picked on whoever were picked They're all related somehow to, to the, the original. original victims yeah so I'm not sure. I don't know. And then at the also what I what I got from it, and yeah. I think I I, I mentioned you once, yeah. was at the end when he goes Sydney Prescott. It's an honor. I'm like, oh, so then it's literally somebody that's a straight up copycat or fanboy of the original killings that was like, you know what? I'm gonna keep up this legacy or this of uh of get ghost faced and just pick off. But it's, that just seems like the laziest writing, though. It's, but listen, well, I mean, let me bring a this. lot so of movies. Far, they, a lot of movies that have been having sequels have been very lazy writing. Well, okay, so a lot of movies. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's the one. It's a lazy, but at the same time, they really haven't done that. If you notice in the stream, 
trilogy because even though I know the third one gets a lot of yeah get a, gets a lot of a crap, shit for it. but at least they tried to kind of close out the storyline gap by connecting the last killer with the original yeah with the original franchise right with the original person. So that at least closed out the story aspect of it, right? And then the third, one, the fourth one, try to bring it back, even though it wasn't done like a fanboy kind of thing. It was more like somebody who wanted to recreate the fame that Sidney Prescott got in the first one, which was um, somebody I think she was related to. But that's the thing. So they really haven't done the fanboy thing. So that'd be new. But at the same time, the reason I think they haven't done the fanboy thing is because it feels like... Lazy writing. Yeah. That's what it you, is. You can see it coming in a mile away. And that's why I think they'll do that. Because uh, you know why I think they'll do that? Because that's the two things. Is one, it's not pre- it's not predictable. So it's it's a whole new person that's taking the mantle of Ghostface. And two, it's so easy to write in. Because if, let's say, if you go the Dewey route, you would have to spend at least 20, 30 minutes into his, 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 uh, how he ultimately changed. To, to actually guess if he's a killer because if he's good the whole time and then at the end like the last five minutes like oh I'm killing you because I I hate all the victims I'm like I'm like I it's oh wait I think I pre- I think I figured out a prediction go um I don't remember the name of the character but the character uh the the this character is kind of even though they're not been in all the movies they have been iconic in this uh, series. Jamie Kennedy's character. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, people think that he's been dead this whole time and all this stuff, and you find out, like, either this is somebody who is closely connected to him or him himself. Like, he survived or he pretended or he faked his death. And, like, so basically this is just... Because, you know, Scream has been basically an homage to scary movies. Yeah. That's all. That's what Scream really is about. It's an homage to slasher movies, mostly slasher movies. Which I would love to see. You know, that's the thing. It can it can play that part where it's kind of like a parody where they they kind of like show where the slasher genre is now. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like where maybe the victims are being being put more into tests and traps rather than just being slashed. Yeah. So all right. So this is a funny that you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Uh, regarding the slasher or horror genre, and being yeah. that this is a oh, Halloween yeah. week weekend or pro- the week prior, so I was on um I don't know if you know the app Clubhouse, where there there's a lot of people that come in and do like certain talks about certain subjects, either movies, music, podcasting, every anything else, crypto, small businesses, whatever. Yeah. So I'm I follow one that talks mostly about movies, and this one is a particular person that talks about horror movies and the topic of the conversation in that panel was is Blumhouse saving horror movies because and 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 that had me thinking for a little bit just because of the fact is that a lot of their movies a lot of the big budget movies or mid budget movies are coming out that are creatively written are coming out of Blumhouse or even A24 but I don't I I think Blumhouse is saving American cinema horror movies than horror movies in a whole. Because they're taking a different I think they're taking a different aspect of what traditionally is a horror movie because I think they did Sinister. They did uh, what was it? the Invincible Invincible Man. Mm. So they they're taking these 
these iconic ideas of what horror movies are and then giving a certain realistic or grounded t- take on it. Well, other than Sinister, but like, let's talk about Invisible Man. They take a, they're they taking a very realistic, grounded approach to it and making it a horror Well, I've, a real I've, I've horror film. We've had this discussion before, and I've said it before. It's like horror movies that really have a good um, footing. Basically, that they end up becoming more iconic are... Uh, kind of like the, the the main theme of the movie just starts becoming more of a side side part of the movie. So like like I said it before, um, what was the other? So Invisible Man was more uh, of a, like if you really look at it, it was more of a story about this woman dealing with, you know, a bad the, relationship. The, the domestic violence. Domestic violence. And um, the other one, I forgot the name. Um, um, anyways, the, the, you Which have to read the the one where I think we were talking about it, where it was about the woman dealing with uh, grief. Um, the Babadook? Not the Babadook. The, well, that was Babadook. Yeah, Babadook, but that was not American. That was Australian, I think. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. No, I'm talking about the other one. The one that got a lot of attention because I liked it because it wasn't jump scares. It was... Um, was it a Blown House movie? I don't remember, but I know if, uh, it was the same person who did uh, um, Midsommar. Oh, um... Damn it! I'm trying to think. I'm looking it up. You at know least. it. You know it. <laughs> you you putting me. You, you know it. <laughs> but either way, um, no, I think it always, all these movies always have a better following and have a better story. Like it, it hereditary. Plays yes, hereditary. They all play better when there is a grounded story that that drives it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, because if it's just a bunch of people getting killed, it doesn't. I mean, it's fun, but it doesn't play as well. But when it has like a grounded story that you're kind of attaching all this horror to, you know, it's more identifiable. People tend because think about it, like, like when I was a kid, the way I used to get over horror movies, the way I used to, used to be able to sleep at night, was I always told myself stuff like, "I don't live, I'm not at Crystal Lake, I don't, you know, I don't live on um, Elm Street." Yeah. So, but finding ways to kind of make sure people can identify what the problem and then kill them. That's where it becomes more horrifying. Oh, it is. Um, so yeah, it's so. I, as far as your original question, though, uh, as far as Blumhouse, I think Blumhouse, if anything, is saving commercial horror movies. Yeah. The reason I say that is because yeah, right now, if I was to, if you were to say horror movie in the movie theater or, or like in you know just in general, like a commercialized cinema, like you know on Amazon Prime, all these different things. You would think Blumhouse, which yeah. is fine. However, um, I'm starting to realize myself is that there is so much other horror genre out like not horror genre, but horror content out there. Yeah. But they don't exist outside of like very niche places. Under like, the, outside of the U.S. No, no, no. They're not, more, not, they're, just, not just uh, the U.S., but like, for example, uh, Shudder. Shudder has their own content, but people don't talk about it. Yeah. Because part of the production and their marketing is not as strong as the other ones. That's what I'm saying. But like Shutter has been producing stuff. There's there's stuff being out there being produced and out there even in the, within the U.S. However, they don't they're not as commercialized as Shutter. I mean, as as, uh, as Blumhouse. Yeah. So that was that was a big conversation. People and 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 I somebody mentioned it, which I thought immediately was yeah. that Shutter is I like how you said Shutter is saving the horror genre within 
the U.S. market. No, no, not Shutter. You said I mean, Blumhouse. sorry, Blumhouse. Blumhouse is saving well, because a lot of the strongest because they have Insidious, they have us, The Purge, Paranormal Activity. These are under all under Blood Blumhouse movies. Well, no, wait, and also Key and uh, Get uh, Out, Jordan, all, Get Out, Us. Jordan Peele movies are working. They're working in tandem with his with Blumhouse. with his production company. And okay, yeah, that's right. So yeah, so a lot of these movies are are more. Some of them are either super paranormal uh, ghosts. Other ones are more sinister. Out of there, are more grounded, like a lot of the Jordan Peele movies. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like. That's that they're only saving it in the U.S. market because once you get out of the U.S. and you go to German movies or the Australian movie when I said the Baba Duke, or even Parasite, which was a like a horror movie in its own right, just the the anticipation of everything that was happening within it, and you go to a lot of like people consider Squid Game like kind of horror because the what they had to put the people mentally through and psychological drama, psychological horror. In that sense, and I'm like, if you go to those markets, those they have so they're they have no bound into where they go into. They 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 will go into any story because I like I, and I think you mentioned it earlier was that like Scream they have a structure. They're like if there's a certain person particular uh, favorable character, they won't kill them off in a movie or in a TV show. Foreign movies or Korean, German, anywhere you go outside, depending on their market, they don't care as they just need to have the story keep going. So, but that's what I'm saying is like, for example, my, my favorite is, um, which was a surprise. We reviewed it recently was Final Girls. Again, it was another deconstruction of horror movie genre, which is a comedy kind of thing. It was kind of like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. But I felt like it did a great job in the sense of the characters. Yeah. As far as not really, you know, the horror aspect of it, just the characters. Like, who was each character in this particular movie and what power they had. Yeah. And the whole point of that movie was the fact that the most powerful character in any horror movie is the final girl. Yeah. But, yeah, but the thing is, it doesn't have any power until she is the final girl, which means everybody else had to die in order for her to gain any kind of power. So, But that's what I'm saying is that in, in our movies now, in American movies specifically we tend to idolize certain people so like right now if i was to come out with a horror movie and i come out with let's say 20 what's that like 20 new actors right yeah then one iconic actor now if the iconic actor is the protagonist or so even even uh, um secondary to the protagonist they either have to be the villain or they have to be saved because it's hard to like that's what i'm saying you can't really kill off Unless you do it like very ironically, like um, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea did a great job in that. And I was surprised. That shocked everybody, but that was what they did. They did it for shock value, but that's we don't we don't always accept it. Like that, that they killed off uh, Samuel Jackson, which was one of the biggest names at the time, and they did it purely out of shock value. But now that's what I'm saying. But that's what it takes. If we watch other movies in other countries, we might be a little shocked, but that might be normal of them because nobody's safe. Yeah. But let's see what happens. But talking about killing off, which is going to lead us to our next topic, y'all, is Marvel or Disney announced her uh, killing off some of the original dates of movies and pushing them back. So, and it's across the board, though. Well, wait, wait, who's pushing back movies again? Marvel. And, well, Disney back. Plus. Disney Plus. Disney is pushing back uh, movies, uh, mainly Marvel ones. Uh, the only one that I know that's outside of the MCU is uh, Indiana Jones 5 that got pushed back a few months. 
but you right now they have we have uh, Doctor Strange two, um, was supposed to come out in March. It's gonna come out in May. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder was supposed to come out in May. It's coming out in July. Um, the Marvels that was supposed to come out in November of twenty twenty two is coming out February of twenty three. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania supposed to come out in February of twenty twenty three, but now it's coming out July twenty third, July of twenty twenty three. And then now they have two, they had two untitled Marvel movies, which they haven't released the dates that was supposed to come out July and another one in October of 2023. And they removed from the schedule. So, okay. So the question is why? Because right now we're, we're in a fairly, I guess we're, we're settled in the new normal. Yeah. Like everybody was waiting for the normal to come. This is, it's not going to be normal, but it's going to be the new normal that we have now. So, what are why? they? Why? Why are they doing it? So, there, there's a lot of factors. There is maybe they're seeing an influx on numbers based off the pandemic, and if if they might see a forecasting that something might slow down, that they want to hold off on it. Also, but that uh, there could be because they were averaging, they were trying to average four movies a year. And now they're pushing it to almost three movies a year because of the way they pushed back all those dates. They haven't pushed back uh, Spider-Man. And so anything that's pushed back is anything that was coming out next year. They're pushing back. I think I know what it is. What is it? What do you think it is? They, they are trying to figure out a proper distribution platform. Because right now the problem that we have is it's kind of like the whole working from home thing. Yeah. They would like to try to go back to, like, I'm sure companies would probably like to go back to normal, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Working from home is huge, popular, and that's exactly a lot of, like, it's going to be more more normal than going to work in an office anymore. Yeah. So, with that being said, what is the new normal when it comes to movies? People watching it at home. Yeah. Either people paying 20 bucks to watch it at home or the, the same day distribute, like, all these different, so people, there's a certain percentage of people that are just going to want to watch it at home. And... They were trying to hope that those people would eventually just go back to the theater and do it. So they tried to do the 45-day and all these different things, but maybe they're just not seeing people committing to it. Because right now, I don't, have the same, I don't have the same desire that I used to. Like, I used to want to have to watch something the day it came out. Yeah. I can hold off. Like, I don't care. Like, it really has to be something. Not even that. I don't even care. For the most part, I can hold off. And I wasn't like that before. I was had to watch it like, the minute it was available to, for whatever reason. So... I'm not sure. It, I was gonna say maybe they're waiting to, for for to try to build the to build the want again, but I don't think it's gonna happen like that. So all I could think of is they're trying to create a new, a new, distribution. new distribution type of way to do yeah. it, right? Where maybe they, basically they're trying to figure out which work, what works. Yeah, because first Where it's gonna be the maximum amount of way they can make the most. Because first, because if you look, if, if they have to, look, they're probably looking back to what happened recently with. Um, how they how they did Black Widow when they did a streaming and in theaters at the same time, and then now they compared it to coming to um, Shang Chi, mm-hmm. which is the highest grossing movie of 2021 so far. Yeah, with also understanding that that had the lowest one of the lowest marketing budget of any recent MCU movie. Mm-hmm. And making making it so much, and now they have the Eternals coming out in like in a few weeks, so that's a huge anticipation. And then they already know that Spider Man No Way Home is gonna blow up everywhere it's gonna be seen at. 
So it there. I don't know if they're waiting to see what the numbers for. I don't know why they're going to wait because they already made the, the decisions to move everything forward by a few months. Um, I don't know if it's going to affect anything or what's going to come from it, though. Maybe or random thought process. Maybe the shows, the TV shows did so well, better than they ever anticipated, that now they want to record new shows. To put in between? Yeah, to kind of help with the marketing between. So, like you said, maybe they don't have to go through the same marketing they used to. So, instead, they they build up the TV shows, but they need time to do that. So, maybe like they try to film the new Loki right away so it comes to with fill, To fill in something. Or like the, uh, how we talked about uh, Agatha Harkness. Or Monica Rambeau. That's what I'm saying. Maybe that all these characters, these shows, all these they're, build up. They're pushing back to, to film three months or a few months of filming of a TV show to catch up. So they can film those shows to catch up and then build up some kind of storyline and marketing for the movie. Because then it would And then it builds up possibly, the movie better. And then poss- the sh- it builds up their Disney Plus yeah. platform better. That too. That That is very possible because now that with just, what is it, three shows, four that they had? They had WandaVision. Then... Um, Falcon and the Wind Shoulder, and then they had recently was Loki, and now they just finished off with the What If, and all three of them are good shows. Like, yeah, some episodes were kind of wonky depending on how you perceive it, but overall, each of them stood on its own on a good merit, and, and I think I think that's another thing. That's a good point because now they're like, one, we don't have to have such a big budget to go to do these. Maybe you could have a similar budget but then you have them spread out so you have and that's that's the thing that a lot of people want is your attention as long as they have your conversation you have their mouth and conversation and your attention they're going to keep you and they're going to keep doing Pretty that much to keep like you. you have you have right now it you have more you have more people's attention by memes that get posted versus a giant billboard outside of uh, broadway yeah because I honestly I can't even remember the last time I saw like a billboard of a big movie anytime soon. No, because it doesn't matter. It's like it's a, it's the memes, it's the commercials, it's like that. So yeah, if you build up the shows, that's like that was the original. I think that was the original plan where they did the Agents of Shield, but and it was good. It was a good transition. But now they're they're realizing that they can do it better if they do it the same level as the movies. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're just trying to build up the the world that they have that they created. To be more profitable and better for the whole series. Yeah. Well, let's let's see what happens in between. Let's and see. maybe they're trying to build more characters to include in the movies. So Agatha Hart and all the different they include them in the movies. So now, then you have another series of movies you could come out with. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's that's gonna be crazy. We're gonna look out for that. All right. So last last few topics. And this is all coming from uh, the fan uh, DC fandom that happened this previous weekend. And three of the biggest releases that they are trailers or teasers they came out with first was the first appearance, a teaser of Black Adam. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson being Black Adam. I I don't know much about this character and and what he possesses. I don't really know much i guess i'm gonna go with that but it looked cool it, it looked interesting enough to to appreciate and, and want to go into it i mean no i'm sold i don't know like i mean okay so here's the only thing well is, this is the first time i'm gonna see the rock as a villain no it's not the first time what was the first time 
Um, Doom. Oh yes, I f- completely forgot he was in that movie. Yeah, yeah, he was a villain. Um, also, I mean, it depends on what villain is kind of a subjective, but he's played, he's played the. I mean, I don't know how to explain. It. He played the nice guy villains. Yeah, he's, he's playing. Yeah, but uh, I'm. I like the way it looks. I like the way the rock looks. I like the visuals and everything. However, I it's kind of a weird transition because. He's not really an anti-hero. He's a villain. Yeah. And the movie is centered around him, and it's not a psychological breakdown like it was for the Joker. It was, you know, it's not who he's because like not, you're not building the character. He's he's already there. He's there. He's evil, whatever. So it'd be interesting to see how that's going to happen because obviously the whole point is you want to see if it's not a psychological drama and you want and it's action. You usually want to see the the villain go down, and there are heroes in this one. However, they're not. They're not as iconic, yeah. Or not ha- as iconic. Atomic for- Adam, um, Hawkman. I think it was. Yeah, those are the only two that I know of that are in there. No, and uh, Fate, uh, Fate, right? Yeah, Doctor Fate, Doctor Faith. Yeah, Fate. I mean, they're Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I forgot about that dude. No, it's going to be interesting to see them. It's just they don't. They seem to be holding second billing to him. Yeah. So it's mostly going to be. I feel like it's going to be. I take it as a small version of. Justice League, where they're all gonna just focus on the heroes getting together, trying to stop him, and he comes in. Hope maybe, probably like after the first act, and then that's the whole thing of him destroying everything and trying to, trying them trying to stop him or slow him down. It's just weird because again, this, I guess again, you just picture you just described almost every action movie possible. However, those movies are not called like Lex Luthor. They're not called. um, yeah, you know, like they're not called the villains of the movie; they're called they're called the heroes of the movie. So this is Starro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just gonna be interesting because it's like, it's the first time you see it named after the, the villain. villain. Yeah. So I can't wait though. I mean, the trailer, like I said, I'm sold on the trailer. It's beautiful. So I can't wait to see what they come out with. However, it's just bizarre. I mean, and, and you know something bizarre is always good because if they're gonna do something different, that's cool. But if they're gonna follow the same tropes that they do before, with this twist, it's gonna be interesting to see how they do that. Yeah. All right. The next one was uh, the Flash, and I have a lot. To say. Well, Flash is one of my top three favorite DC characters. Yes. And um, I love the trailer. Mm-hmm. I, there, there is a lot of questions that come up in it. Because, yeah. so let's do a little bit of spoilers about it. Trailer at least, yeah. Tra- trailer, trailer spoiler, which is anybody that's seen the trailer will know what happens. So here comes a, a question that comes into mind. Because a lot of the conversations prior to um, uh, The Flash was that he is going to be, uh, they're going to base it off a little bit uh, mostly on a Flashpoint Paradox. Yes. Which he goes back in time, get back his mother and goes back to the future where in this in that timeline Bruce dies at, when he's a kid and his father Thomas Wayne lives and he becomes he takes the mantle of Batman but he's the complete opposite of Batman he believes in killing guns and everything else which might be Michael Keaton's character in the movie that he is my, uh, Thomas Wayne that's one that that's I one know, I know. so then another one comes into play where you see another um, Flash 
in the movie and there's a screenshot and then after investigation look at other people talking about it he is wearing a batman suit that he painted the flash logo on top of it so this comes into that um this is not another flash but it could be jay garrick or someone else that because there was another comic coming came out as a flash of two worlds where it's a universal when two universes collide because you can't have two flashes if you're just breaking time time travel because of the same person because it's different yeah so i don't know if they're taking a little bit of flashpoint paradox and then a little bit of flashes of two worlds because then I, I would I feel DC is doing the same thing it always does, and it got it. It's it's looking at Marvel. It's always stop looking at. They, they, I feel like they were gonna go with the paradox, which is gonna be great because they were gonna use uh, Michael Jean, Michael Dean Morgan um, as the as Bruce Wayne's uh, Robert Wayne, and that would have been cool on its own because I could see that man with the gun wielding cycle, you know, whatever. Yeah, that would be great. Wayne. Yeah, said Robert. Sorry, 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 Robert. It's Thomas Wayne. Um, that would that was that would have been fine on its own, and especially because I've seen the Flashpoint Paradox anime um, version it was amazing. It's very dark too, so that would have been cool on its own. But I feel like they're gonna go with this, then go then they're gonna try to transition and try to pivot to do the damn Marvel multiverse thing. Yeah, is DC's. DC's play Wait, like how I said last time they're gonna try to get away from the Zyder, Snyderverse. They no, I'm it. saying, but they do. They that's that's where DC always burns itself. They keep on trying to be Marvel. Yeah, and, and it, they burn themselves every time they do that. So then another thing on top of that is that you know in um, in the animated uh, Flashpoint Paradox, the Spider-Man uh, when he comes back was captured as a kid and was in prison the whole time. Okay. And he was like super skinny and everything. It says Spider Man. I mean, sorry, Superman. Okay. Uh, in the animated version. Oh, that was yeah. That's uh, where he so was. Flashman like, Paradox. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. So I guess apparently that the uh, Supergirl is kind of taking that role a little bit, or is going to be like his version of Flashpoint Paradox to Superman? I forgot where I saw it. I read it somewhere. I heard it, it but. I I do think that they're gonna try to merge a time a time travel paradox with a multiversal uh, point break type of. Well, I mean, if they're gonna go ahead and mix up every movie, then it could also be that they um, that paradox thing, the multiverse thing, where because yeah. like you said in the in the um parad- in the paradox whatever movie that was Superman that was. Instead of landing in by his parents, he landed somewhere else. Yeah, and he ended up becoming uh, government. You know, like they collect. They see they kept him in, in a cage the whole time. Yeah, captivity. captivity. But there's another uh, DC movie where, um, so Clark, so uh, Jarrell was uh, was not. Um, sorry about this. Oh, that uh, Superman was the son of Zar, Zor, um, Zod. Zod. So, and then he didn't land in the farm. He landed in Mexico. So it could also be that character where, you know, instead of, you know, she lands in, let's say she lands in Mexico, but a lot further along. So she's younger. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know. 
Like, it could be that, where she, because I don't know, she doesn't look like she was, because the way they made Superman look in that, the paradox thing was, like, he hadn't seen sun in, in his whole life. Yeah. And that, like, he looks sickly and dying. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, so that was that version. So I don't think that was the version they're going to go with. So I feel like they're going to go with the, they're going to go with the multiverse thing. Yeah. And I am so upset by that. All right, so the last one, last topic is the Batman with Robert Pattinson. I I think this was my favorite trailer out of the Flash trailer mm-hmm. and the I guess I don't want to say that Black Adam t- trailer because it wasn't a trailer; it was just a a teaser to his introduction, how he's being introduced. Mm-hmm. But this Batman trailer, I and this is one that we've we've mentioned and we talked about a lot. Is that they're going to be heavily focused on Batman's ability of detective skills, and and that's a lot of like the Dark Knight, uh, all the other Batmans lacked in that he was just a superhero, but nobody emphasized that he has impeccable detective skills, and I think this is going to lead into that. This I, well, a- I wish the trailer showed it. Like tra- I feel like the movie, maybe the movie is that, but I feel like the trailer is just again. How can we make this look like every other Batman trailer that ever existed? This, I'm not saying it does look identical, but there were some parts I just felt like it was Christopher Nolan's Batman. And I've I see some of the action scenes that you're talking about. Yeah, like I'm sure those are just like that. But that's that's where I'm starting to come to the conclusion that Hollywood needs to rethink their whoever makes their trailers because they keep on doing these things where they're not on the same page. They're not selling the same movie that the people are making. Yeah. And in doing that, they end up hurting the movie and the people's perception of the movie and how the movie gets received. Um, but there was literally one scene where I was like, I wish I wouldn't have not included that in the trailer because it looks like a a direct like rip from Christopher Nolan where you see uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman yelling and what looks like an interrogation room to the Riddler the way... Um, uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman yelled at the Joker. Oh yeah, where is she? And and the voice thing. Too, <laughs> and I'm like, man, he gave that little bit of a scream. That that. Gra- that and the, the thing is, that could have just been what he said during that scene where he's trying to get like he got angry. But they literally, I felt like somebody like literally just wanted to make Christopher Nolan's trailer. In that one little scene, it bothered me. I'm like, this is supposed to be a different movie, and it might be a different movie, but they're trying not to show that different movie. They're trying to show. Every other Batman movie that ever existed. Yeah, true. I see what you're saying. But I love the trailer all in all. Oh, no. It's, it, it got me. I, there was a couple of scenes that I liked, and I think the person who's going to steal the show for sure is going to be... Um, Paul Dano. Who's Paul? What do you mean? The Riddler. I don't know yet. They haven't shown anything about him, which that's why... But I, but I liked him as an actor, so... No, I know. And I wish they would have shown something to show how... Because that, that right now, the way the trailer makes it look, it looks like... What's the difference between him and the Joker? All right, yeah, true. But uh, what I would like the to penguin. see the penguin. The penguin, I think, is the one that's going to take the. the he's uh, going to be. He's going to be the the the. I think he's going to be the the person he's going to focus on at the beginning, and then until he feels that Paul Dano's character is the one that's really putting everything into action. No, but I know. Supposedly, I, they're, they're going to have a sequel, but they're going to touch on Mister Freeze possibly in the next one. I just like I said. That would have been the best thing they could have done for the trailer is shown how this is going to be different than the Joker. Yeah. And I think that would have been 
because right now they make him seem like he's the main villain. Yeah. So. But let's see what happens. All right, guys. Just like that. Thank you so much for tuning tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on our social media pages on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at from my mom's garage or email us at FF. Sorry, FMMG podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts or concerns. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week.